Welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Audiobook Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. I'm very excited today because we have something a little different. I have an author who wrote a travel book, and he calls himself the Blurred or the Black Nerd. Now, he is an avid traveler. He's motivated to create travel content due to the lack of travel information from the viewpoint of a Black person. As a member of the Black community, he understands the need to have more travel guides, blogs, and various forms of travel media to show our community that there is an amazing world out there and that uh, for us to explore. Instead of sitting around saying what could be, he began to share his own travel stories to encourage other Black people around the world to travel. He continues to explore the world and he will be sharing his travel experiences along with the journey and it is his hope that his content will help broaden the horizons of people in the Black community with regards to travel. Uh, I am very happy that he is here today. So, Patio Book Book Club members, welcome to the book club, Phil, the Blurred, the Black Nerd Explorer. Phil, thank you so much for being here today with us to talk about your book. Um, I'm really excited because it's a different type of book. It's a travel book. And so I'm really interested to find out, you know, how this book came about, you know, how you wrote it. And then, you know, talk to us, too, about how you went about and got the book published as well. Um, so, yeah, I actually published this is my first and only book I ever written in my life. Um, actually, I came up with the idea as somebody who is a black traveler um it's more of fulfilling a a big demand because um over the years especially in the late 2010s black people have been doing a lot more traveling than ever before right and that's awesome but yet we're still kind of minority and yet there's still barely any content that's for black people by black people to provide experiences of what it's like to be black in another country you know so that's what led me. That's what motivated me to write this book, and uh, and to this day, I'm still getting positive feedbacks from that too. Just seeing that kind of give people a chance to finally see it feel like there's something by us for us. That's actually helped, especially for somebody, by somebody who lives in said country too. So, how did you go about publishing the book? Are you self-published, and before you? you know, decided to publish the book, did you know anything about self-publishing? Um, at the time, no, but I am self-published. Um, no, I did not. I pretty much uh, shopped around. Uh, originally, I was probably either going to go straight Amazon or straight Google Playbook store. But uh, I came across this um, from one ebook um, YouTuber follower. He came out, he showed me this, um, in one of his episodes, he showed a... Um, uh, he was talking about this uh, company called Publish Drive, and that's why I'm using to publish and promote my book. Uh, so Publish Drive is a company that's created by authors for authors. What they do is you pay a subscription fee, and in exchange, they uh, they sell your book in either ebook, print book, or audiobook format on the on many many um, retail outlets, both physical and digital. So uh, I have access to 
uh, Amazon, Google Playbooks, Apple Books, um, Barnes and Noble, Scribe, and also and also international stores too. So that's what I liked about this program. That's why I'm still with them to this day. So did they offer you other services such as formatting and editing and those type of things? Or did you have to bring them a finished product? Pretty much you had to bring the finished product. Um, I believe you can also make, if you need to make quick edits to the book, like into the store, if you want to do that, you can do that, at least for, in terms of ebook format. And also they do have um, Amazon um, uh, promotions a tool. So that way you can, uh, you can, um, set up keywords one up for Amazon marketing. So my my next question is, you know, now that you've self-published and you said this is the, you know, your your first book, you know, what what are some misconceptions you had about self-publishing that you can share with somebody else who is maybe at looking at being published? Um one, I would say I think I heard this um, this quote before that it's easier to write the book than promotion, than promoting it, get the word out. So immediately, I would say uh, for anybody who's interested in maybe writing a book in the future, just go for it. Take your time with it for sure. Um, know your know what works for you because one style may work for me, it may it may not work for you for the for the writer. So everybody's gonna be different on that front. Um, also just look around, don't, um, settle for one way. Like if you feel that publishing company is the right way for you, then go for it. But also don't be afraid to look at self-publishing too, just in case look at other options. Yeah, that's good advice. So I'm really interested for you to, um, get into your book, this travel book. I, I think it's great that somebody's offering this type of book for people of color, um, so what, what made you decide to write a travel book? Well, um, I realized it's something that, that really hasn't been done before. Like kind of like the, you know how I'm sure you're familiar with the, um, I, I forgot the man's name, but he wrote the green book, right? Uh, right, I forgot his name. right. They actually yeah. did a movie about it, but yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. About it. I, I can't, I forgot his name. My apologies. But yeah, that would kind of, but when you look at terms of travel guys, like by say Lonely Planet, Nat Geo, whoever, right? Or travel of, um, I forgot the other ones, the big ones. So, but most of them are more general based. So obviously it's more for everybody, but sometimes, I think you probably can agree with this. Sometimes that it helps to have somebody who looks like you, who's been through these experiences, could give you some a general idea. So I was hoping this book and possibly future ones could maybe provide insight to those, especially for black people who had never traveled before and never been outside the USA in general. So hopefully to um, maybe quell some of their fears and insecurities and just go travel, go see the world. Tell, tell me about, tell us about the book. Are you going to take out certain, certain things that you've noticed when you travel you know, let's get into the book. I'm really interested to kind of find out the things that you tell us in the book. So I'm going to be quiet for a little while. And I would just love to hear um, your insights and, and how you kind of how this put this book together and the things that you share with us in the book. Sure. Um, well, it's pretty much like any typical travel guide you'll see. I talk about various locations to visit, possible locations you want to check out. Um, I also get like tips and advice of what to do as a tourist and how to stay out of trouble 
and also provide a chapter about what it's like to be black in Korea. So uh, uh, one that I heavily emphasize a lot in the book is that the fact that as a foreign, as foreigners in general will get stared at because Korea is a homogenous nation. But as if somebody, if it, the more darker you are, the more stares you will get at from everybody, both the very young, especially the very young and the very old. Uh, because most of the time they have never really seen a black person, a person of color outside of media. And most of the time, even my former students, my first year teaching and whatnot, many of them have never experienced or seen a black person, somebody who looks like me up front and personal. So, so that's something that I emphasize in the book. I also put an emphasis too that if you have um, high blood pressure for black people, especially for black people, if you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, you may want to try to uh, be careful. You want to eat Korean food because a lot of Korean foods tend to have a high sodium count. And I also mentioned too a very important factor of if you have any type of food allergies, that you're going to have a very hard time trying to uh, eat food, traditional Korean foods and street foods in Korea because food allergies is not very common over here taking that seriously compared to the West. Really? So, you know, you had mentioned about, you know, high blood pressure and high cholesterol and, and, and knowing, and those are things I, I think that most of us don't think about when we travel. Um, what, what are some of the other things that you have found in traveling that you think you know would be important that you point out in the book that maybe somebody else doesn't offer in their travel book? Um, yeah, mostly, again, sometimes, now my book in general is more of a general experience from a black person's experience. Now, obviously I can't, so I can't only talk about from a black woman's perspective, obviously I can't do that, or black LGBT person's experience, So, but it's more of a general step stepping stone in a way uh, to show what to expect for being a per person of African descent in Korea. At first, so um, I'll admit the first book, I, this book, my first book, I kind of wrote it as a viewpoint for African Americans. But uh, one of my good friends, Dale, who I played some Smash Bros with in Korea, he's a he's a brother from the UK. Uh, he mentioned that one day, uh, and he was wondering why don't I make it more international to make it feel more. Um, I guess relatable to all black people from other countries outside of the USA. And so that's why I'm hoping to do with my next book. So this book is just about Korea. That's this, correct? Of, yes, but it's mostly just on the city of Incheon, South Korea. It's the third largest city and it's also home to uh, Incheon airports, like one of the most popular airports to go through. And well, so how and, and you currently you live you live in korea and so um what is that like versus living in the united states i mean especially with with covid and everything going on are you taking the same steps that the states are taking or is it very different for you there i'm taking it i'm taking it very seriously um, I definitely want to get sick because I'm afraid that I'm pretty sure many other teachers can agree with it. My fellow teachers can agree with this. Um, if a foreigner teacher gets sick, test positive for COVID, it's going to be plastered. His name, their, their information is going to be plastered in the media. And so they could possibly lose any future jobs because of they were tested positive, whether they were careful or not. But um, in a non-pandemic world, I would say I... I enjoy living in Korea. Sure, it has its moments, it has its flaws like any other nation, but I'll take it over USA because one, I have affordable healthcare. 
I'm actually able to say, oh, I feel sick. I'm going to go to the doctor. And now I have to worry about paying some enormous bill. And that's something that, and that's something I also mentioned in my book too. Like if you have any health issues or you just want to go to the doctor or to a dentist, you can do that and just say, pay cash or card and not have to worry about paying some giant bill that you would have to do back in the USA. Wow, that's probably really important because yeah, healthcare is definitely an issue. Um, and so because you say a lot of the food is is high in sodium content, do do you have a hard time, you know, finding things to eat? Is I I is the cuisine differ that much from American cuisine? No, I mean it's possible to eat. Yeah, I mean it's some of they do have more um, vegetables, but some of it is like kimchi is a pretty fermented, so you know it has a lot of sodium. You know, when you ferment vegetables, why not? It has a high sodium count. But uh, it's possible to eat there in Korea if you don't, if you're kind of like your average healthy person. But oh, I also forgot to mention if you're a vegetarian or just don't eat pork, you're going to ha have a bit of a struggle living, work, tra traveling, eating in Korea because a lot of foods do use a lot of meat, uh, meat based ingredients. Like uh, there's usually like, you know, fish stock, shrimp stock, wow, oyster stock, oyster fish. Um, I did not know that. So, you had mentioned that you're working on a second book. Um, tell tell me about that. Mm -hmm. Sure, I'm actually my next book is on the city of Daegu, South Korea, which is the fourth largest city, and it's also in the middle of the kind of in the center of the country. I actually lived there for a time for a year for a job, working there, and uh, to me, it's one of my favorite cities to live in. I've all out of South Korea, uh, and I figured, why not? You know, it's more kind of like step two to more test the waters, see if people enjoy these type of books. And if it does well, then I'm gonna go ahead and start working on what I call Project Korea, which is I'm gonna make a big travel guide for the whole country. Talking about all of South Korea. Now that would be, that would be really exciting. So when you are promoting your book, are you promoting your book? I would I imagine your audience is mainly in the United States, or are you promoting internationally? Um, I do try and do internationally, but more, my main focus is more on trying to get more African Americans to travel more. So that's my focus. Is we don't really travel in general. Um, I think because for one, I think most maybe you probably have this yourself. Um, I think most African Americans, the only time I personally ever heard of a black person ever traveling or living abroad, were always in the military. First of all, that's always the more common thing. Uh, when um, African-Americans tend to travel, it is due to the military. I think a misconception about traveling is that it's expensive, which is, I think, why most people tend to shy away, especially traveling internationally. Um, I think, and I don't know, I don't travel oh, sure. a lot myself. That's something I plan to remedy in the future. But one of the one of the first things that comes up when you think about traveling abroad is the expense. Of course, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, me too. I I look at costs, look at certain countries I want to visit, like Japan. I put I put off them because it's more expensive than say Taiwan or the Philippines. So what tips? can you give somebody who's never been to South Korea, they're coming for the first time, you know, and, you know, for me, if I've never been any place, 
especially where I don't know mm-hmm. anybody, I'll tend to go and Google and learn. But you know, you you're there. So you know, what what tips can you give me as a first time traveler coming from the states to South Korea? Yeah, sure. You will get stared at. So, but don't take it as like, oh, this is racism. This is racism. Just calm down. Take a deep breath. Remember, you're enjoying yourself. Yep. Maybe you get um, learn about the culture. Maybe you learn something new. Uh, also, definitely learn to budget. Look at different types of lodging. Um, do you want to spend? You want to go either hotel, traditional hotel, Airbnb. Uh, of course, they yeah, also always look at your budget. And sometimes remember, when you pick your lodging, cheaper is not always the best. Like, if that's all you can afford, like that $10 hotel for two nights, that's all you can afford, fine. But just know you're not going to get the best experience. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. I think lodging is is important. And so what what about the culture? You know, what what are some of the things, you know, the do's and don'ts that someone would need to be aware of you know, in that in that particular culture, um, a lot of things. One, just don't be coming here over here shouting America, America. We're number one. You know, don't be like that. You know, have that American attitude. Like you're in another country, respect the rules. It's like basically, it's like uh, the rule your mom would tell you. Like when you go to another person's house, like you know, respect other people's house. Be don't be rude. Um, definitely don't make fun of a language. For one. If you don't know Korean or don't understand Korean, that's fine. Don't be disrespectful and, you know, try to pretend like you know the language when you really don't. Oh, definitely, definitely one big rule I would suggest for anybody, be careful how you talk about Japan and Korea. It's very, Tuesday is very, very sensitive topic. Why Why is it a sensitive topic? When you say don't talk about them, you mean in a, in a negative, in a negative any, way? Is that what you mean? Well, any type of connotation, whether it be talk about your trip to Japan or um, talk about anime in general from Japan, just want to be careful because of World War II. It's very strong defamation laws. So don't try to take pictures of somebody or a company or a store or whatever and try to blast them on social media because they can sue you and you will lose. Like, so never get in a fight or altercation with a Korean, even if it's their fault. Like, don't. Don't even try. You will lose time and time again as a foreigner. So what what can you tell me about, um, you know, things to do as a tourist? I mean, and, you know, I, I would imagine that do most people there speak English and tell me some things, some fun things that you would want to do as a tourist in South Korea? Um, I mean... Yeah, you'll find some people who can speak English, uh, depending on what kind of where you work, where where you want to go to, what stores, what restaurants you end up at. So it depends. Um, there's many things to do, especially if you're if you like drinking. South Korea is a big drinking culture, has a strong drinking culture, and it's very common in a non-pandemic world um, where people will just uh, what we call I had in my book actually. It's it's, a, it's basically the idea of. People will sit in front of a 7-Eleven, buy some drinks, buy some soju, some beer, and snacks, and sit down and talk and chill all night in front of the convenience store. So that's very common for both locals and foreigners to do. And also hiking. If you like, out, if you're an outdoors person, and you enjoy walking in a in a hiking trail. Then you're lucky. South Korea is a mountainous country, so there's many. There are plenty of hiking trails where you can go and explore, get get 
enjoy some amazing views actually. And so what would you say, um, general, I'm talking very general. What would you say that generally, what is the, what is the idea of, of, uh, Americans to South Koreans? What do they think about Americans? Usually in general, um, unfortunately Korea still has this connotation of believing every stereotype they hear or see. So when they think of America, they think of, of, of a white person, first and foremost, and they think, not all, but some still think that um, all black people come from Africa. But uh, again, don't let that discourage you or whatnot. Um, and of course, they usually, uh, but yeah, usually I'll say for black people nowadays, uh, my former students of mine, for example, they used to call me Obama teacher or LeBron James teacher. But after Black Panther came out, now it's Wakanda teacher, a Black Panther teacher. Um, and would you say um, overall that the culture, are they friendly? Do they welcome, you know, foreigners and tourists? Are they friendly? Um, for sure, especially more the younger generation tend to be a little bit more open than the older uh, conservative uh, generations. But uh, there's people who will still um, you know, be welcoming. We'll let you now Korean culture. Um, uh, they tend to, uh, only stick with those in their, uh, their own groups, their own cliques with their own friends. So they really most can okay, most don't typically, you know, reach out and talk to people or, you know, try to befriend up folks like we do in the USA and whatnot. So usually small talk's not a thing over here unless you know that person. So is there anything else about the book that you, that you would like to share with us? Um, yeah, I, I, in the book, I got a bunch to tons of photos. I talk about, uh, different locations like there's a Chinatown. Um, I talk, talk about various hiking trips, uh, places I recommend. Also, if you like outdoor parks, I definitely recommend a couple. Uh, one of my favorites is the Incheon Grand Park is a very, very large park. I think it took me almost two hours just to cover and take pictures of. I want this people to know that this is a book that I want to help the black community, maybe to quell any fears about travel. If you don't come to South Korea, cool. But if you want to go somewhere else, go for it. But this book is more to encourage black travel, to make them feel like ease, that, you know, push the confidence to go explore the world outside of their state. Yeah, I, I would agree. Travel is definitely something I definitely want to do more of in the future. Tell us the name of the book again. Sure, it's called The Black Traveler's Guide to Incheon, South Korea. And where is it available? It's available now in ebook format on Amazon, like Amazon Kindle, Google Playbook Store, Apple Books, uh, Barnes and Noble, Scribed, and uh, many other retail and stores too. And any other links or Sure, I actually put, uh, posted my Instagram. It's at uh, the blurred B. L E R D Explorer. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram there so you can see what I'm up to, see different uh, pictures, and you can find out more about my next book when I start posting about it in the future. Phil, thank you for stopping by and being a part of the Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. Uh, we really appreciate you coming through and being a member. All of the links for Phil will be in the podcast description. You're definitely going to have to come back and visit us when you get your other books done. Definitely, again, we appreciate you and thank you for stopping by the show. Thank you for listening to another episode 
of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I have been your host, Kelly Morgan. We just wrapped up with The Blurred, The Black Nerd Explorer, and his book, The Black Traveler's Guide to Inchong, South Korea. His book is available on Amazon and other online ebook retailers. We'll be back next week with another episode and another guest. If you're an author or someone who supports authors, such as a graphic designer or an editor, we would love to have you join us and be a part of the book club. Just email me at brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Again, brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Again, I've been your host, Kelly Morgan, and as always, keep writing.